Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So for getting, before I get into this one, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see what you guys think of this. So I'm wondering what your immediate thoughts are after seeing this. Had, is this something that you had seen before? You know, the, the, how your proposal looks to the client? And if not, is it something that, uh, when you see it, it changes how you think about writing proposals, like the way you think you're going to go about it? If so, what would you what would you do different? Let me know all that in the comments below. I'm sort of I'm pretty interested to know what your reaction to all of this is. Also, as we go through this, I think you're going to see, and I'm going to talk about it, but you'll see more and more the importance of your profile, even in submitting a proposal. And so, if you really want to dig into learning more about how to write a profile that is going to be appealing to a client. I did a video, I called it, I just slaughtered this guy's Upwork profile, but essentially he had sent me his profile and asked me to take a look at it and tell me, uh, tell him what I thought. And I asked him if I can make a video out of it and he said yes. So I made a YouTube video where I actually go through this guy's profile and we point out all the things that I would change. So if you want to uh, see that, uh, if you're on YouTube, then there will be a button right up here you can click that will have the link to that video. If you're listening on the audio version, then you can go to johnmorrisshow.com slash JMS172. So this is my old naming convention. So it's johnmorrisshow.com slash JMS172. And you can uh, see that, that, that episode. All right. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a number of different screens from the client side of things, this is my client account. I have a client account. So you can sort of see what it looks like to the client. So again, if you're on YouTube, I'll be throwing these up as I talk about them. If you're on the audio version, you can go to johnmorrisshow.com slash 305. I'll post all of the screenshots there. You can look at that or you can find the YouTube link there if you want to watch the YouTube video version of it. All right, so this first screen, this is this is just the this is where it lists all of the jobs that you've posted as a client and nothing too big on here but the one thing I do want to point out is you'll see the link that says view suggested freelancers right under the title of of the job posting and if you click on that what you're going to be taken to is a page where it's sort of this overview process of of the job that you submitted and the first thing that's that's really important important about this is this page is also the first page that you see as a client right after you submit your job posting. And you'll notice down at the bottom, you see a list of suggested or recommended freelancers. Now, this is one of the reasons why relevance is so important. And it's why people who make ch make some of the changes that I've suggested in videos, it it they they see sort of an instant spike in the job invites that they get because if you are highly relevant to a particular set of jobs when someone submits a new job that that matches that you are very very likely to show up in this list of recommended freelancers and who do you think are the freelancers that a client is most likely to invite to their job first probably the people on this list so Again, it it's it sort of emphasizes even in the the proposal submission side of things, 
the importance of your profile and it being highly relevant to specific jobs so that you can get in on this list and have a much better chance of being invited to a job. So that's sort of the the first thing that's that sticks out to me. If we go to the uh, next screen, then this is what an actual proposal looks like. And what I want you to know here, and I'll throw up, there's, there's sort of, I think, two to three screens I'll sort of go through here all at once. But what you'll notice here as you look, as I throw these up on, on screen or you're looking at them on the site is your proposal, the proposal as the client sees it, is essentially your profile with the proposal sandwiched in the middle. So at the top, you have sort of an overview of your profile, your name, you have your profile overview that you've written and they can click to read more. It has your bid amount, it has how much you've earned, the number of jobs you've worked on, those sorts of things. But it also has, again, your profile overview and all of that. And then you have your cover letter and so forth and, and, and all of that stuff, which you would sort of expect. But then the next thing you see after that is, you know, uh, you get into portfolio and tests and the work history and the fee, you know, the feedback that you've gotten, your projected milestones for the project, all that sort of thing. And if you scroll all the way through down through it, you'll see it's basically your profile with your your proposal sandwiched in the middle of it. So, again, this highlights why your profile is so important, because that's going to be a big part of what they see a client sees when they submit a proposal. Now, another thing that you'll notice here uh, when we look at this is that uh, the questions on here, so if a client asks questions that they want you to answer uh, under the cover letter section, the questions show up first, and the first question shows up first. And, you know, I've seen people, I've seen other people who sort of, uh, you know, teach people how to freelance on Upwork, make a really big deal out of this. And I mean, it's good to know, but I don't think it's as sort of a big deal as they make it out to be. So the the, the big idea here is a not to get too caught up into it, but you do want to keep it in mind because you only have a few seconds to grab their attention. And, you know, one of the very first things that they're going to see are the your answer to the questions they ask. And again, they're going to see those in order as they were listed on the job description that you read. So that very first question you answer, probably the very first thing that a client is going to read. So you want to make sure and not just answer that question. You know, for example, th this one here, I asked, how many WordPress themes have you built in the past? And they said around 30 plus. That's fine. But that the answer to that question is an opportunity for you to, to dig in even more, right? And to go beyond around 30 plus and say, you know, something like I've built around 30 plus WordPress themes. I've built themes for XXXX sites. You know, I've built themes in this particular industry and in that particular industry. Anything that can communicate that you have a ton of experience in building themes because that's what this question is ultimately getting at. When, when someone asks a question, how many WordPress themes have you built in the past? They're they're trying to understand what your experience level with, with theme WordPress theme building is. And so you don't just want to say, the number and answer it directly, you want to describe your entire experience and flesh that out, especially if that's the first question, because that's the one they're most likely to read all of the way through. So that's where you got to do most of the work of 
convincing them and establishing your credibility. That's the number one thing. We talk about believability, all that. Establishing credibility is the number one thing you have to do first because if they don't believe you, they don't you know, have some sort of trust that you know what you're talking about, that you've established credibility and authority, they're not going to believe anything else you say. So again, it's important to, in that first question, to make sure and just go beyond answering the question sort of flatly like this. So that's, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind. Another thing that I pointed out uh, that, that sort of stands out to me, and I'll, I'll show you two different examples of this, but we have one, uh, I, I'm, I'm showing two different proposals that were submitted here. One has a set of proposed milestones that just has one proposed milestone. It's the project itself, and the amount that goes with it is the total amount that they bid on the project. But another one that I received has a very detailed sort of milestone list, has different amounts that you'll pay along the line and so forth. And so that a more detailed set of milestones like that can be reassuring to the client that you have a plan for how you're going to build their project. Now, the thing to keep in mind is everything I'm talking about here, not there's not any one of these things that is a magic bullet that's going to you know, just automatically get you hired every time. This is about stacking all of the chips or all of the cards in your favor. The more of these things that you do, the more likely you are to get hired for jobs over time consistently. You're not going to get every job, but to, to, to be more likely to get them over the long term. So again, a, a more detailed set of, of milestones like this is something that's going to be more reassuring to the client because they just feel like you have a plan. So looking at all of this, my key takeaways, again, I'll, I'll beat this horse to death, but the importance of your profile, even in submitting proposals, your profile is all over this. It's going to determine whether you show up in that suggested freelancers list. It's going to be a big part of what they see when they view your proposal. So it's just all over this. So making sure you get that profile right is very, very important. Uh, again, it's also what stands out to me is important of, of relevance. Because, again, when you're first starting out, this is one of the things that I see other people who talk about how to freelance on Upwork. And one of the mistakes that I think that they tend to make is they they sort of tend to lump people who are new to the site in together with people who've been on there a while. And a lot of these people have been on there a while. And so when they're, they're giving you advice on what to do, they're sort of talking from their perspective, having been on there for years and years and years. And don't understand that there is a marked difference between someone who's brand new on Upwork and someone who's been on there and established because you have no job history, you have no rank, you have no success score. You don't have any of the key factors that Upwork looks at to to try and match you with the right projects. And so you have to figure out a way to still be able to show up in all of these lists, even though you don't have all this stuff and all these other freelancers do. Now, what's really interesting about this is in those first few weeks or so, Upwork knows this, right? So in those first few weeks or so, they're going to try and bump you up. They're going to put you you know, in into some of these lists early on to see how your profile performs and so forth. So those first few weeks are critical because if you don't get any jobs in those first few weeks and, uh, you know, you're not getting job history, you're not getting good ratings and all of that, 
after a certain amount of time, you're going to sort of fall off the map. Now, it is possible to revitalize your profile. And I've, you know, I've gone through some of the comments I've got from people who have done that. They were on there, didn't have any success. They've been on there sort of past this period. They changed up their profile and now suddenly they started showing up again. So you can revitalize for sure. But why revitalize when you can just, you know, start off on the right foot in that time period where Upwork is going to be trying to help you out anyway? Now you create a profile that makes it easier for them to not only match you with jobs, but match you with the kind of jobs that you want to do long term on the uh, on the platform that are the jobs you like working on, making the kind of money you want to make. So, again, it's critical to to hit on this relevance factor and, and make sure that that you're showing up in these lists and you're getting hired or invited to these jobs so that you can build that job history early on quickly. That's going to set you up for a lot of long term success. And then down the road, once you're established, you can sort of widen out a little bit. And some of these other things that other people talk about will will come into play. But early on, those first few weeks, that's primarily what I focus on. Because most of the time, if you can get a good start and a good foundation there, the rest of it sort of takes care of itself. Upwork's algorithms start kicking in and working to your benefit. And you just sort of get some momentum and get on a roll. So, again, the importance of relevance in all of this. And then the last one I, I, I sort of talked about uh, a little bit earlier, but the the importance of answering questions strategically and then kind of pushing from the questions into your cover letter where you can talk a little bit more about your experience and, and all the benefits of, of hiring you. Another thing to keep in mind with all of this is because this shows up sort of sandwiched in your profile, you can reference your profile in your proposals. You can say, you know, you should see my portfolio down below. Go ahead and check that out. Or you can see the tests I've taken or whatever. You can reference your profile in your proposal because it's all going to be right there on one page. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Now, if you'd like help with this, I will show you how to build a profile that's more likely to show up in that suggested freelancers list and all the other lists and searches that that happen on Upwork because it's highly relevant for a certain set of of jobs on Upwork. And not only will it help you to show up on those lists and rank higher in searches and all that stuff, but it'll help you to stand out when a client is looking through those lists as someone who's perfect for that job. The the idea of of project to freelancer match is just such a critical component. And I'm going to show you how to nail that and how to to look like and be a perfect fit for a certain set of jobs. Also talk about you know exactly how to go about drawing out the key hiring criteria from, from a project and what to say in order to not only, you know, to not just claim that you're the, you're the best fit for the project, but prove it to a client to the point that they have no choice but to recognize you as a strong candidate. Now, again, that's not going to get you every job. But it will tip the scales in your favor over the long term so that you will see an increase uh, in job invitations and and successful hires and so forth if you do all of this uh, correctly. So, again, you know, showing you exactly how to pull all of that out and, and what to write and what to say in order to prove to clients and make you a really strong candidate in their mind that's how you stack the deck in your favor over the long term in order to have success on Upwork. So again, 
All of this you can learn inside of my Upwork 101 course. I just launched the the second section where we go deep into proposals. And so for the, the, the launch week of that section, I'm offering a special where you can get the course for just 10 bucks. If you're interested in that, you can learn more at Upwork101.com. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit the like button. Also, subscribe if you haven't. Be sure to hit the bell so you get notifications, all that sort of thing. If you'd like to access to all the past episodes and links to subscribe on the audio ver- versions, Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that, you can find it at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the instructions on how to get that free module and rate the 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 podcast over on iTunes, you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the Start Here link at the top. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.